Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can take part in our fan duel game, Diced. Every Sunday morning, we will send you an email at 9 a.m. Eastern with the ingredients to the lineup that week. And you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I am Brandon Marianne Lee. It's 1 a.m. and I'm drinking whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Best analysis ever. Ever. And a real quick shout out to Chris Nova 10 and Hammer Time NJ. Hammer Time. I love it. I hope it's been referenced to MC Hammer. I hope. Oh, it has to How be. can it not Too be? Legit. What other Hammer Time is there? Well, so you never <laughs> know if his last name is hey, Hammer hey, or something. And like, those are, you know. Like yeah, those, Hammer Time or like no. Tool Time. Like to, to Tool Time Taylor? From yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah. What was that show? From Fraggle Rock? Home Improvement. No, Home Improvement with, with uh, Alan. Yeah, 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 I know. With Tim Allen. Allen. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Yes, that's right. Anyways, thank you to the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> now we just went on a rant about Hammer Time. Hammer Time. Um, for giving us a great reviews on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. And you can do it too. So hop on iTunes, give us five stars and a nice little comment about how Courtney Kirby is your favorite. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into week 14. <laughs> nice plug there, it's, Courtney. Nice it's plug. Playoffs. It's playoffs. 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 Can't do this all the time. We should have gotten a clip of that though. Anyways, so uh, most people are in playoffs this week, so this is crunch time for you guys. Matchups do matter. Let's get into it. Thursday night's game: Minnesota Vikings eight to four, and the Arizona Cardinals ten to two. Vikings. Well, ooh. you know it's a bad week when Cordero Patterson was the highest scorer on the team. Awful. Awful. <laughs> Way to go, Vikings. He was one of those fantasy <laughs> going to break out stars of 2015. Oh, yeah. He's a breakout star every year and never <laughs> breaks. Never breaks. It's like 20, it 2014. And or it's all. Oh. Tw- yeah. It's, it's broke. It's broke. Um, but anyways, all he did was return a kick for a touchdown. So six points. That's it. That's all she wrote. And uh, that was the highest score of the team. So there you go. Um, you know, AP only has touched the ball eight times last week. <sighs> And you cannot give the only good person on your team the ball eight times. That just doesn't work. I understand that he was having trouble, but he can't get a groove if you only give it to him eight times. It's just not acceptable. I'm over it. The week before, he saw 29 touches. Hmm. How'd that turn out for him? Better. So anyways, I think we have a – I think this is going to be a better week. Um, I mean, how could it not be? But this is a tough matchup as well. But Todd Gurley – or I shouldn't say but, you know, Todd Gurley only had four fantasy points against Arizona last week. So this isn't going to be, like, another huge week for yeah. AP, unfortunately, seeing how his um, offensive coordinator is um, not all there. Wow. Uh, and no one else on this team is worth a spot on your roster, so we're done with the Vikings. Thank you. That was fun. Um, the Cardinals. Now for the other team. And if you watched the game last week when Minnesota played Seattle, you saw not only that the Vikings were awful, but the fact that the Seahawks blew up 
like all over Minnesota, just like all over, smeared it in. And we yeah. all know that Arizona can perform against nearly anyone, so start them all. Start them all. Start them all. Minnesota's defense is good. They did struggle last week. They are good, but this is the Arizona Cardinals we're talking about. They have somebody in every position except tight ends because who needs those on real teams? So John Brown, <laughs> Michael Floyd are the perfect wide receiver three. And although they were both listed as probable, they were going to both play. Now Fitzgerald has only had one double-digit game in the last four games and has only found the end zone once since week five. So that's not great. And I understand that you may want to replace him on your roster, but he continues to draw double-digit targets. And so the potential is there for him to still have big numbers. So I get it. If he's hurt you, you want to bench him. I totally understand, but you have to feel comfortable knowing that he may blow up blow up on your bench. Obviously, obviously you're starting Arizona's defense um, and the kicker, Chandler Cantuzaro. You just wanted to say his name. Katuz- no, I can never say it. Cantuzaro. Cantuzaro. No, Cantuzaro. Cantuzaro. Yeah. There's no N in there. Yes, I mean, there, there is. is. No, but not before the T. Yeah, right, right. What about Katan Sorrow? I mean, <laughs> sounds great. It sounds really good. Does it sound French? Katan Zaro. <laughs> I bet you oh, love that. That's my analysis for Thursday night. So pretty much, you're benching Minnesota. You're starting Arizona. Or you're benching Minnesota. You're starting Arizona. Minnesota. Is that right? Because they sound so similar when you say them next to each other like that. Minnesota, Arizona. Yeah. That's right. Claimed in the mind. It's going to be a good show. I have not been drinking. <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> Sunday morning games. Buffalo Bills, 6-6. Six and six, The Philadelphia Eagles, 5-7. and seven. Well, Sean McCoy gave us a little scare when he left early in last week's game, but he was able to return after you know being cleared for the concussion protocol. Now, he ended up having a great game, rushing for 112 yards on 21 carries against the Texans. And he has now had 100 yards in the past six straight games. So he is, he's found his groove. He's doing well. Uh, the best part about it is that these 100-plus yard games have been against solid fresh defenses, including the Texans, the Chiefs, the Patriots. So it's not like he's going off a really easy schedule and just, like, running with it. Like, he, he's a legit solid option right now. Now, Tyrod Taylor went 11 for 21 for 211 yards and three touchdowns last week. He also rushed for 28 yards and added a touchdown on seven carries. This guy continues to be a starter as he has a fantastic matchup this week against the Eagles who give up the third most points to quarterbacks. I think he's going to have a field day. I hope at least. Yeah, I do too. Right? If you had to rank Tyrod Taylor for 2016 now, where would you put him? He'd be in my top 10. Probably put him around like nine, eight or nine. You? I don't know. I mean, I guess he'd he'd have to be top ten, right? I think he's too much of a threat Does to he? not be top ten. Yeah. The upside is crazy. Crazy. Anyway, I just I was just I'm just thinking ahead. Thinking. <laughs> well, Sammy though, guys, he's actually been producing, and so that's been helpful for Tyrod Taylor increase, you know, bumping up his stats as well. So Sammy had three catches for 109 yards and a touchdown, and all this guy really needs is three deep ball catches that's really all he needs and he's gonna put up decent points for you and the eagles give up the absolute most points to wide receivers so you should be expecting a delightful little combination of sammy watkins and tyrod taylor 
all day. All day with them. I love it. Now, Carlos Williams, he's got a shoulder issue. It uh, doesn't look good that he's going to play this week. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so I'm not, I'd basically count him out. Plus, if he is playing, he's not going to get the ball that much because LaShawn's on fire. And then Charles Clay, he had a heck of a game last week, but I don't want you playing him this week. The Eagles get the third fewest points to tight ends. Plus, he hurt his knee, uh, and he was limited in practice Wednesday. So all things added together, you've got better options than Charles Clay. Fabulous. Chip Kelly, he's back at it. He's back at ruining your fantasy team. You are welcome. I'm sure the DeMarco Murray owners are pulling their hair out right now. I can't even imagine. Um, but you can't play him. You know, there was some drama this week about him having a private meeting with the owner on the way home from, from Sunday's game in New England. But supposedly it's not true. So, bummer. No drama there. Uh, but let's just say that in week eight, Murray had 22 fantasy points. Week 10, uh, 11.9. Week 11, 7.1. And week 12, three points. Mm, steady decline. Last week, mm. he had 2.4. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like... 22 fantasy points four weeks ago to 2.4. That's crazy. It's ugly. And that's just, like, the way it is. Well, so, to be fair, last week they didn't get on the field because their special teams kept scoring. Yeah, but True. how bad is it when you're, you have to count your special teams to give you a chance? Right. And Jordan Matthews still got nine fantasy points, and that's a miracle. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. So, you know, there were positives. Um, but anyways, also, Ryan Matthews is probable to come back this week. Um, he's on pace to return. So he's going to be sharing the ball a little bit more. Obviously, Darren Sproles had a big week last week, but you can't count on him to be consistent either. Um, so just keep an eye on Matthews for the rest of the week. Um, hopefully, both of them will get the ball more, but I just can't, I can't tell you that that's going to happen. Because I'm not Chip Kelly. And he's a crazy person. Freaking <laughs> crazy. Um, anyway, so as I said, Jordan Matthews has found the end zone twice in the last two weeks, but you can't start him and you know, because he works for Chip, Chip Kelly. So that's that. And the only bright light for the Eagles was their defense. As yeah. I mentioned earlier, they had four sacks, two interceptions, and two touchdowns. Woo! I could yep. not believe that's, they beat the Patriots. That's I insane. Insane. So crazy. So crazy. Philadelphia, out of all teams to do it. Is Especially how bad the offense was. It the offense literally was, so was special teams. They can thank the, the special teams so for winning. Bad. Yeah. Well, and, and, and obviously defense, defense, New England but. is struggling. We'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah. But anyway, so that's exciting. Um, but they're not playing New England, who has no healthy players this week. They're playing Buffalo, and all their stars are actually very healthy. So Philadelphia is not my favorite defense this week. Seattle Seahawks 7-5, and five, the Baltimore Ravens 4-8. and eight. Remember a few weeks ago when I said this is the time of year when Russell Wilson starts to have big games and break into the top 10 quarterbacks after constantly lingering in that 15-20 to 20 spot all season long? Mm-hmm. Well, here it is. He is back at it. And in the Boom. top 10, Russell Wilson, end of season. He's almost becoming the new um, Philip Rivers. He's the Philip Rivers of fantasy where he just does well in the end of the year. 
clutch. <laughs> That's what they call clutch. I struggle because I can't stand him, but I, I'll concede and say clutch. Um, Wilson completed. Oh yeah, Wilson completed twenty-one of twenty-seven passes for two hundred and seventy yards and three touchdowns against the Vikings. And he rushed fifty-one yards and a touchdown himself on nine carries. Just to give you an idea of his production recently, Wilson has totaled twelve touchdowns, eleven of those passing and one rushing. To me, that was the most shocking part: is how much it's actually leaned towards actually passing and not running himself. And that's been over the last three games. He's also averaged 324.6 total yards as well, which usually the guy cannot break uh, 300 to save his life. So it is shocking. Good for you, Russell Wilson. You got to play him right now because he's hot. He's hot. He's on fire. Uh, you got to do it. You got to do it. And the Ravens give the eighth most points to quarterback. So I expect this to be another good week. Now, Thomas Rawls continues to be a guy that you can count on as well. He rushed for 101 yards and one touchdown on 19 carries. Again, he's getting the lo- the bulk of the load that we want to see. Again, when you're seeing like an AP where you're only getting eight carries, that's a problem. But Rawls is constantly in the double digits and on the high end towards the 20s. So that's, that's exactly that pocket you want him in. Um, this is not a great matchup this week, but he seems to always be able to throw up decent fantasy points. So I, I wouldn't concern yourself too much about this tough matchup and still play him. I think I don't. I think with all the injuries that we've had as of late, you're going to be forced to play Rawls even in a bad matchup. So I think you can feel okay about doing it. And I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I think you can count on Doug Baldwin. Oh. Isn't it crazy? I think crazy. He He's going to get. Gosh, gonna he, get is. he is. He is. Exactly. The moment that we say, do it. Because I played Jeremy Jeremy Kirsch last week. Thinking, yeah, I, I, he get, oh, I gave me zero Kirsch. too. Jermaine yeah. Kirsch. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> or Jeremy, disrespect. Well, I did the same, Courtney, thinking, oh, well, Baldwin had the game last week. He's got to go a different receiver because that's how the Seahawks roll. But he's had fantastic double-digit point games last three out of four weeks. And we're talking 19 points, 32 points, 21 yeah. points. And this is in standard yeah. leagues, people. The Seattle Seahawks, it's an yeah. obvious thing I've and ever seen. Last week, he caught five passes for 94 yards and two touchdowns against the Vikings. So, you know, Wilson has to throw to someone in order for him to be able to, you know, get get himself in the top 10, and that's Baldwin. He's his guy. So stick with that. I think you're okay. And then Anthony McCoy was added to the Seahawks active roster, who's a tight end. He was added on Wednesday. Um, he, McCoy's been on the team before. This is absolutely no fantasy-relevant news for you. He's going to be used primarily as a blocker. Um, but it could open things up for Luke Wilson. But with that said, we are in the playoffs, and this is not a time to get cute and try to play Luke Wilson. There's just, no, don't yeah. do it. Mayday. It's Mayday. Time. Matt Schaub is playing <laughs> against the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Take cover. <laughs> Pick six. That's awesome. This Pick is six. groove, man. I feel uh, bad. This guy's for sure going to have someone at his doorstep next week. Absolutely. There is a crazy How fan waiting they? for Matt Schaub. Oh, How can they? That's true. I can't decide which team has had more injuries. Is it the Ravens, the Chargers, or the Patriots? I was just going to say, I'm so sick and tired. I know I'm early on my rant of people complaining about, oh, the poor Patriots, they've lost everyone. I'm like, there's lots of teams that have had substantial injuries yeah, all year long as well. Yeah. They lost Jamal Charles. That was the only person they had. And they're doing just Yeah, that. but even like Brandon said, the Ravens have <laughs> lost a lot of people. The the Chargers have. Like, guess oh, what? Yeah. The Patriots have lost people, but they I mean, come on. 
Baltimore, I, there's not a single person. I yeah, they have no one. There's not a single person for Baltimore that they lost their top receiver, running back, one. and quarterback. Stop crying, Patriots. I can't remember where I read this, so this is terrible to say out loud. But I read that fifty six percent of Baltimore's cap is out for the season. I would believe it wow. totally. Over half of their salary cap cannot play. I, you know, it's unbelievable, which is why it's a good thing that they are this, a solid organization as far as, like, their coaching staff. They're not going to get rid of John Harbaugh. No. They're not going to, you know, there's no. no reason to freak out. This is clearly an injury issue. But speaking of, Matt Schaub, pick six. It's what he does. Uh, let's get the news out of the way. Crockett Gilmore mispracticed today with his back injury. He's listed as questionable, and last week this injury forced him from the game. Max Williams, his backup, is also limited in practice due to a concussion. Uh, he did not play in week 13. And that's officially as far as I'm going to go on their depth chart for the playoffs. <laughs> I, I, You know, like, hello. But, uh, you know, listen, um, the Minnesota Vikings were terrible. Like, they were just horrible. But still, still, Seattle's given up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, even with that average put in, with Kyle Rudolph being terrible. So it is what it is. It's a decent matchup, but there's no one to, you know, Take yeah. advantage of that. Matt Schaub, is li- Matt Schaub is listed as questionable due to a uh, chest and shoulder injury. He said he's good to go. Great. His backup is Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> and then they signed a guy named Bryn Renner. Hmm. It's just getting crazy town. I just yeah. don't know what to say about Baltimore anymore. You can only start Javorius Buck Allen, who had a great week at Miami, carrying the yep. ball 17 times for 63 <laughs> yards. And more impressively, he caught 12 of his 13 targets for 107 yards and a touchdown. That's insane. I'm into he the Buck. Not, I, I love Buck. I'm Uncle Buck it. is here to Uncle stay. Uncle Buck, baby. All right. He won't do that versus Seattle, people. He just won't, especially since they'll key in on him uh, and dare Matt Schaub to throw a pick six or four. Um, Brandon, I, no I need him to. I need I him to. Should we bench Buck this week? Can't. I think he's an interesting contrarian pick, and unfortunately, there are not a lot of running backs out there. I, I, you know, I, he is a volume play. They will give him twenty touches, but he will not be as productive. I'm scared. All right, yeah. we're all a little scared. Seattle gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, and since uh, it was such a hit last week, Joe Flacco <laughs> completed his knee surgery, and he is listed as questionable for the start of training camp. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank Just goodness. Want to give you an update. You know what, though? <laughs> I need him to pull it together and let me know about OTAs. Okay? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, seriously. He better be there at least. Yeah. Questionable. Absolutely. Okay. All right. San Francisco 49ers, 4 and 8 at the Cleveland Browns, 2 and 10. San Francisco game 49ers. Of the week. Game of the week. That's right. That's right, Courtney. Uh, 49ers officially put Garrett Selleck on IR due to his ankle injury. That means that Vance McDonald is the guy now. The tickets are free, but if you don't have anything to do, you could catch a show, I guess, with the Vance McDonald show. Who got hurt and went out last week after talking him up, and then he got hurt. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, hey, uh, we're, we're all in different types of leagues. It was worth mentioning. Since becoming the starter, Shane Drawn, or Sean Drawn has rushed for at least 35 rushing yards each week, caught at least four passes, and gone for another 35 receiving yards. Just today, Mark Ingram went down. 
So you can start Sean Drawn in a pinch, and I'm grabbing him in some of my daily leagues. I mean, Cleveland's gotten better, but they're still giving up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs, and he's doing a good job. And they have him on the field all the time. Yeah. You know, when Darren McFadden's fumbling twice a game, you think twice. You think twice. (laughs) Blaine Gabbert isn't isn't as much of a fantasy wasteland as we thought he would be. That's right. Last week, he was quite good. Now, the majority of the points came off of two plays. There was a 71-yard bomb to Torrey Smith and then a rushing touchdown. But you cannot deny that he scored 25.34 fantasy points in standard leagues. Also, he scored 14 or more points in every outing, and that's with interceptions counting as two points. And Cleveland gives up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I picked him up today in a two-quarterback league, and I feel pretty good about it. I don't think he'll be great, but I think he's a a high-floor guy. I think it'll okay. be fine against Cleveland. Okay. And he's yeah. a matchup guy. It's a matchup guy, right? I'm not. I'm not starting against Seattle. Uh, I'm not starting anyone else. Bolden and Smith switch off as to who's the guy each week. You just can't. They go 13 points or three points. This week is Bolden's turn, just in case you're feeling lucky. Vance McDonald had two good games, but I'm not going to risk my championship on him. He's questionable with a concussion. Don't love that. And Cleveland gives up the fourth most points to wide receivers and fifth most to tight ends. But who cares? What a wasted good matchup again. As far as the Browns are concerned, Austin Davis didn't work out. So after another week of disaster, the Browns (laughs) go back to another disaster, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. The drama continues. Oh, yeah. Coach Mike Penton, he's he's losing his mind right now. He's losing it. But the point is, is that he lost his locker room. I mean, you know, Johnny Manziel was better than Austin Davis. Yeah. I just, it just. But uh, I will stand by him. He, He had to bench him at least two games. I agree. I mean, you know, he was put in a terrible situation. I don't know. But either way, he's in again. He could be uh, in a two-quarterback league situation. But turnovers could kill you with this guy. You just don't know. Travis Benjamin left the Bengals game last week right away, allowing the Bengals to run roughshod over the Browns. He sat out practice today. is listed as questionable. San Francisco gives up the 12th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Not comfortable with him. Uh, instead, I'm totally comfortable with letting him blow up on my bench. I just am. Uh, Taylor Gabriel and Andrew Hawkins still out with concussions. It's just, it's bad. They, there are no weapons. But still no respect for Brian Hartline, but there should be. If you're in a PPR league, yeah. hello, back-to-back games with eight catches, six the week before that. He hasn't scored yet, but a full-point PPR, come on, people, consider yeah. it. Um, also, Brian Hartline declined to comment after the game uh, because he, quote, wants to keep his job. <laughs> Yeesh. Veteran Brian, move. by the way, must be I up like at night. It. I was thinking about this, just like thanking his lucky stars that he found Tyrod Taylor. Because quarterbacks like that don't fall from trees. No, they don't. He was very lucky to promote him from third string and for it to work out. Moving on. Gary Barnage makes me nervous. That's too bad. It's really bad. You probably have to play him. There aren't a lot of tight ends out there right now. It's dicey. But he's only scored two touchdowns in six games. Minimal upside. Listen, is questionable because he rolled his ankle last week. And then the last double-digit fantasy game in standard scoring on this team for running backs was in week five, and it was Isaiah Crowell just barely. Don't go there. Again, 49ers, great matchup, but who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Man, the Browns are my favorite. Detroit Lions four Oof. and eight. The St. Louis Rams four and eight. 
Matthew Stafford. Yes, like back to back. I was waiting for you. So good, so good. It's like, is anyone excited for this game? I am. Doubtful. Doubtful. Well, Matthew Stafford, guys, he went 23 for 35 for 220 yards and two touchdowns against the Packers. Not his best game, but also nothing to be upset about either. You know, he's... Yeah. Now, talk about a brutal loss. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But you know what, guys? The wind out of the sails. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was harsh. But this guy's floor is pretty high now. So you can stop including the beginning of the season into your analysis when you're looking at his, you know, his stats. He's, he's, he's just playing differently now than he was then. So kind of rule that stuff out. Uh, and he's a good quarterback to stream, but this is not the best matchup for him as the Rams give up the six fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. So I don't think this is the week to play Matthew Stafford if you are in a semi-streaming situation. I don't know. The St. Louis, yeah, Rams defense is like imploded the last four weeks. I know, but I just... Uh, Quinn's out on IR now, not even coming back at all. Yeah, Quinn's huge. Quinn is huge, but... It's like the Jets. The Jets aren't the Jets if they don't have Rivers. Same I don't know. Same without Quinn. I, I just, do have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. 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 <laughs> How have I not thought to call him Fitzmagic all year? I love him. I got the magic stick. Oh, uh, well, you know oh. what? Feel, do what you want to do, I guess, with Stafford. I don't feel comfortable in my playoffs playing Stafford. <laughs> No, week. it's not something. That's what I'm saying. I'm. Not, it's not someone that you're going to stream this week. Conviction. Like, what do you mean? No, you're saying no. Like you would stream him, or you wouldn't stream him. No. Then why are you guys defending him and saying I don't know? Maybe oh, I'm I'm playing Stafford. All right. Well, Courtney's doing it. I'm not. Oh. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Now Calvin Johnson, you can play him. He had 80 <laughs> plus receiving yards in each of the last six games. Because you know I got to get it in under the new offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Jim Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. I saw him on the sidelines and I said, Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Even the announcers yeah. like to say his name. Everyone right likes to Everyone say his name. Does. I kind of want to. You know, he doesn't look like a Jim Bob. I can't, he doesn't. I thought the well, same thing when I saw him. I was like, I was like, oh. a Duggar? I was expecting Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Oh. I wish he would live up to his name. He makes me kind of want to have Thornton. a son and name him Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah. You guys are funny. Two middle That names. would be good. Bob Cooter. Anyway. Um, a fantasy football show, I swear. Jim Bob Cooter and Calvin <laughs> Johnson. They're making sweet magic. Things are going good. I love it. Golden Tate, guys. He's also a decent wide receiver two option or a flex option. He's scored no less than six points in a standard league the past four weeks. And he's been targeted 29 times in the past three weeks. So now that Calvin Johnson and Stafford have found their groove together again, this has opened up Golden Tate. It's yep. not a great matchup this week, but you might be forced to play him in a flex role, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. So Me neither. You know, he's someone to think about. And per usual, do not play any of the running backs. Do not do it. <clears throat> the Rams. Surprisingly for a team that is so useless, I have a lot of notes. And I'm sure Courtney's looking at this like, gosh, Ashley. Um, the Rams off. the teams are supposed to be light. I know, but they're so <laughs> – this was interesting. So the Rams off is problematic, plain and simple. We all know this. We finally saw Todd Gurley's floor, and it wasn't pretty. He carried the football only nine times. How do you get him only the ball nine times when he's literally That's your entire offense? Doesn't make sense to me. But I don't understand that. Only nine times for 41 yards against the Cardinals. Cardinals are a tough D, but still, nonetheless. Uh, and he was not targeted all in the receiving game either. I hate to say it, but I think you maybe have to bench him this week. The offense is that bad, and Gurley is the only thing on this team that they have going for it. 
And the defenses only need to focus on him. It's not good. You know, this is not good Detroit's for Gurley. Detroit's defense has gotten a lot better. A lot better. So I don't like this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Foles, he played like we thought he would, which was basically useless. 15 to 35 for 146 yards and no touchdown. <laughs> One interception. Thanks for nothing. The good news, the same stats. if we could even call it that, is that Case Keenan put in a full practice on Wednesday. But that has zero <laughs> impact on your fantasy outlook. Uh, so you could skip over that. And an injury news, Woo! wide receiver Kenny Britt appeared to have suffered a shoulder injury in last week's game against the Cardinals. But he was able to finish. But I would not bank on him for anything. Tight end Lance Kendricks, you're probably saying, who? You haven't talked about him all season. Exactly. Who? You don't need to be worried about him either, but he is in concussion protocol. Kickers do matter. Kicker Zach Hawker, uh, he suffered a strain in his quadriceps in pregame warm-ups last week, so um, he is listed as questionable. Greg Zerline was their kicker. That's why Hawker had to come in, and so now Greg was able to practice in full. He's listed as probable with Hawker listed as questionable, so both kickers are hurt. But Zerline looks healthier than not, right. But yeah. it, what's interesting is that there has been a change in coaching staff this week. So offensive coordinator Frank Signetti was let go on Monday, and Rob Boraz, I believe is how you say his name. I, I always want to say Borat, but it's Boraz. Uh, will take over the Rams as the new offensive coordinator. Now, Signetti is pretty much a sacrificial lamb and is getting the blame for the Rams' poor offense. Um, but other than Gurley, this team is not exactly stocked full of talent, I will say. So well, I'll tell you right now, if they just changed offensive coordinators, Gurley is going to be getting the ball a lot more. They, he will definitely time. get the ball a lot more. Yeah. Yes, and Boraz will need yeah. to basically sell his soul to the devil to be able to work out any sort of magic to make this offense even remotely productive. But like Courtney said, switches in coaching tends to bring out good things. Again, that could only mean good things for Gurley as he's the only viable player on this team. Um, but it is still risky if you're going to play him, guys, play him in a flex because it's been bad the last few weeks. It's been bad. It's been bad. All right, Tennessee Titans 3-9 and nine, and the New York Jets 7-5. and five. How about those Titans? Barham. All right. Great game last week against yeah. Jacksonville. They had four players with double digits in fantasy, and that's the first time since week one, just so you know. Would you Mar- rank Marcus Mariota in the top ten for 2016 early? Ooh, I think I'd um, like I'd have 12. to see their schedules. I'd have to see the, both of their schedules, but I think Darrell Green Beckham is going to be great next year, and I think him and Marcus Mariota are going to be fabulous together. And then you add Delaney Walker and a healthy Kendall Wright. I think that yeah, I think that there's a possibility that Tennessee uh, could be better next year, and Marcus Mariota could be really good. They yeah. need a running back. They need a running back. They well, maybe not a running back. Maybe they just need an offensive line. I don't know. Mm, that'd help. Mm. But if I was them, I would draft an <laughs> offensive line. But I don't know. Good I get call. crazy. I get crazy. You get really crazy. Yeah. Way outside the box. Yeah. But, yes, Marcus Mariota was amazing last week. He had twenty, only 20 completions. Only 20. But three <laughs> of them were first touchdowns. That's like a crazy percentage. He did, he did great. Yeah. Um, he yeah. also ran for 120 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was Every, crazy, though. Oh, oh my God. so good. <laughs> I freaked but, but, but out. That's like a 72-yard run. How far was that run? 80-something? It was It was a run. Yeah. He was, really he was making some good cuts, too, and he was using his blockers. Yeah. I loved it. He's great. But the problem with running quarterbacks, at least that I have felt, is that they can have really cold moments for a long period of time. And I worry with Marcus Mariota that that will be his issue. But, you know, Russell Wilson's been great, and he, you know, he was cold for the first half of the season this year, you know. Kind of Cam. Do that too. 
Cam was great this year, but last year he wasn't as good. He was hurt. Right? Hurt they have, they have cold. Yeah. They have cold moments. That's right. If they get any sort of injury, they stop running, and therefore there goes half their fantasy Cam. points. Um. So, but yeah, I, I, and I love Mariota. Like, I'm, I mean, he's no Cam Newton, but I'm just saying, you know, like he has the potential to be there someday. Um. But anyways, so if if he's, let me just say this. Everybody for Tennessee relies on whether Revis is going to play or not for the Jets. It's still questionable. But if Revis is out again this week, then you can I think you can start Mariota. I agree. Against the Jets. So I think the ceiling is so high with him that I mean, I don't know why, you know, you wouldn't. If Revis is out, if it does the defense does change when Revis is in, but if Revis is out, done. Delaney Walker remains the target monster and found the end zone last week. The Jets have get have yet to go up against a tough tight end this year, other than Gronkowski, um, who got 16 fantasy points. So Whew. I say Delaney Walker is a must start. Literally nobody else. They haven't gone up against anyone. They did go up against Scary Barnage in week one, but Cleveland hadn't figured anything out yet. Um, but other than that, like nobody. The next best person is like Jordan Cameron. Who, what? Who? Exactly. Right. Who? Who what? Um, Kendall Wright took a knee to his ribs and his list is questionable. That's not looking bright. Um, but Darrell Green, back to who I said earlier, he stepped up for the first time of the year and found the end zone and had over 100 yards receiving. Um, the Jets have given up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. So if you were looking for somebody, that might be your guy. Um, and I'm not playing Antonio Andrews as any more than a flex this week. Um, I know he had a nice game last week, but the Jets give up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. Alpha Blue was able to get 15 fantasy points, so the potential is there. <laughs> but as we said, it's playoffs, um, and it's really unreliable. Don't so. get cute. No. Don't get cute. Jets. Well, Ryan Fitzmagic was uh, <laughs> the top 10 quarterback last week with him completing 36 of his 50 pass attempts for 390 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions against the Giants. He also ran five times for 22 yards. Have I mentioned that I love him yet? Fitzmagic. <laughs> I do. He's having a great year. I love him. Now, Brandon Marshall, who we also know loves him. They're, they're buddies. They uh, FaceTime together on Tuesdays, the, the generally official no-practice day for the NFL. They still FaceTime with each other, which is Aww. adorable. We know that he loves a good bromance. He really does, and he's found it in Fitzmagic. And it Marshall's does, a little romantic. He is. And the stats show it, guys. <laughs> he shows it when he's in a relationship. It does. Now, despite having a hurt toe and an ankle, he had 12 receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown. He is still receiving the high targets. Um, it was targeted 13 times last week. Uh, he, you know, we want to throw out big congrats to Brandon Marshall, who became the first player in NFL history to record at least 1,000-yard season with four different teams. You are a baller, Brandon Marshall. Big props well, to you. Is that what we're going to – You don't think so? Four teams. No, it's, it's kind of like a, nobody wants him for that long. Yeah, it's a it's a weird honor. <laughs> it's a weird it's honor. is a weird honor to some extent. I mean, it's not like but you know what? Who bounces back from her money? Hold on. I mean, I'll, of all the players who've had issues in the NFL, I feel like Brandon Marshall is one that has like turned it around. For the, you it's know? true. I will like, oh, yes. for that. You know, and, and a lot of those were right in the mix of him figuring out is it multiple personality bipolar? Yeah, I think it's bipolar. Um, 
But, you know, he's figuring that out. And you know what? If it's magic, it's working. It's working. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Congrats, Maybe buddies. Maybe him and Casey Keenum next year. Oh, Casey Keenum. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's no. just me. Courtney, no team's going to take Casey Keenum over Fitzpatrick. That'd be crazy. No, Brandon Marshall. <laughs> but he goes, the, no way. They would never. <laughs> Fitzy would never Anyways, let that happen. Go. Wouldn't anyway. it be crazy if he retired a jet? I would, I would, you know what? It's crazy. I'd love for him to come back to the Broncos and retire a Bronco. Stop it. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, I'd love that. Okay. That'd be fun. Anyway. Fantasy. Uh, Eric Decker sadly did not have a touchdown last week, but he did post eight receptions for 101 yards with target 12 times. So nothing to be upset about. Both Decker and Marshall have good weeks this week as the Titans give up the 10th most points to wide receivers. So play both of them and feel good about it. I like it. Now, Chris Ivory did not have a huge week uh, that we were hoping for. He only carried the ball 10 times, so that wasn't great. But I think part of that was because Blau Powell, he was highly used. I do not know if that was actually part of the game plan or they simply were going with a hot hand. Happening. Um, but it is, yeah, I mean, he ran six times for only 17 yards, but he had eight receptions for 91. Um, and this is not the best matchup for running backs this week. And since they are leaning towards Powell for the receiving, you might want to look elsewhere to fill up your running back position than Chris Ivory because it's not a great matchup for them, and you could be looking at a similar committee share. Bad, bad. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-5. and five with The Cincinnati Bengals, 10-2. and two. How about those Steelers? Ashley made it into our family playoffs because of those Steelers. Um, yeah, so last week was crazy. This week's gonna be a tough mass up matchup. Um, we knew ne- last week was gonna be nuts. So I was against Indianapolis. Um, I didn't know 30 points for Antonio Brown, but yeah, sure, it makes sense. Woo! Yeah. Um, best backup quarterback in the league had 30, almost 34 <laughs> fantasy points. It's amazing. D'Angelo Williams found double digits. Martavius Bryant found double digits. Marcus Wheaton found double digits. Man, when they use their trio properly, they really they really get it done. Um, that celebration of the... Daniel <laughs> <laughs> Sanders. I, oh I, say, I mean, Antonio Brown, he, like, hugged the oh, pole like, and, like, ripped the girl's so, hair. Ugh. So bad. He got fined for that uh, today, but... Oh, um, I mean, of course, they find for everything. So bad. It was so good, though. It was so good. Anyways, Cincinnati Bengals is a tough matchup. But again, the Steelers and the so Cardinals. What? Yeah, it's just that they're so well-rounded, it doesn't matter. So you're going to start all of them. Agreed. Um, in deep leagues, you guys, you need to start Marcus Wheaton. I know that sounds crazy, but in deep leagues, I mean, he sees the targets. He's had 19 targets in the last two weeks. And I think, like, 37 fantasy points. I mean, obviously, he had a huge week two weeks ago when Brown was shut down. Um, but he still got 11 fantasy points this week when Brown had 30. So, you know, it, they're using him. And they should. They should be using all three guys because they're great in their own way. So no major injuries other than Heath Miller is still listed as questionable. But say la vie. We've moved on from you. Go Steelers. I mean, Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> I should not have to tell you at this point to play Andy Dalton this week against the Steelers, who give up the That's 11th right. most points to quarterbacks. But in case you need reinforcement, 
Last week he passed for 220 yards and for two touchdowns, and he ran in a touchdown himself to get the third touchdown. Play him. Play him. Uh, A.J. Green had another big game with five catches for 128, including a 23-yard touchdown. Now, Green was lighting it up early in the game, going over 100 yards on just three catches. But that slowed down, and that's because they were killing the Browns, guys. They had no need to continue to throw the ball, which also is part of Andy Dalton's stats being only 220 yards. They literally had no need. They were running at this point. So, as predicted, Marvin Jones had a big game as well with five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Both Jones and Green should light it up again this week as the Steelers give up the six most points to wide receivers. So start them and feel good about it. I hate to say it. I said it last week, and it's still the case, but Hill is the guy right now. He had 16 more touches than Bernard and 15 more offensive snaps. So go with Hill. But don't expect a huge game as this is a tough matchup. The Steelers give up the second fewest points. And then in sad, sad news, Tyler Eifert, who hurt his neck, said he's on track to play Sunday, but keep an eye on him as he was limited in practice on Wednesday. Sad, sad, sad. Indianapolis Colts, 6-6, six and six, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 4-0. <coughs> T.Y. Hilton, you broke our hearts last week. What happened? Matt Hasselbeck? You had a killer matchup, <laughs> and you were only able to put 36 yards? He, I mean... Come on, he drops some balls too, though, guys. Come on, you he drops can't blame T.Y. Hilton for that. I'm not Stop blaming it. solely T.Y. Hilton, but he drops some passes. Anyway, it's an average matchup, but make sure that you keep an eye out for who will be the quarterback. As Matt Hasselbeck, who hurt his neck and shoulder, said he is not sure if he'll be able to play this week against the Jags. Now, Pagano says that he believes Hasselbeck will be fine, and the good news is Hasselbeck practiced in full on Wednesday despite still being sore. So He thought Andrew Luck was fine too. Well, that's true. Good point, Brandon. It's not a good judge of medical things. <laughs> well, the hope is that he'll play this week. <laughs> However, he could be listed as questionable going into the game, so you are going to need to be make sure that you are – you're probably not starting Hasselback, but it could you know, very much depend on what wide receivers you want to play. So check and see who's going to be quarterbacking. Now, Jim Irsay, another fine, fine person at medical evaluations, says he oh. believes Andrew Gluck's kidney could return to action next week against the Texans. And worst-case scenario, says Ursay, he would return versus Miami in Week 16. I would like to point out that he is not practicing yet. But I'm <laughs> sure that he's going to magically turn around and play next week, Ursay. Quite possible. Quite possible. Um, I have to tell you guys real fast that you guys need to make sure you listen to our Serious XM show on Fantasy Sports Network uh, Saturday nights from 8 to 10. We do a fun skit, Terrible Theater. And we do a fun line from usually somebody's press conference and i can't remember whose press conference it was who was who was it they're talking jim about. tumsula <laughs> yeah like do you know something a i don't question? know do you know something i don't know <laughs> yeah. a question it's so funny and he's talking about the injury um who was it to to carlos Hyde. carlos Hyde. to carlos Hyde. yeah 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 obviously the san francisco 49ers um coach was there and just just blew it i mean his press conferences are the best Anyways, listen to the show because Terrible Theater has gotten some good love. And yeah. uh, you might be hearing some fun Andrew Luck quotes. I don't know. Quite possibly. It sounds like a good time. I will say, play Gore, though, guys, this week. Because uh, you know, he, he had a good week. Wow. And it's an average matchup. So Gore should be fine to start this week. It's average. Nice. He had double-digit points last week in Standard League. Oh, no, I He's like sneaky. it. He's sneaky. Saucy. I say play Gore. Do it. 
Jags. I forgot I had their team down here. Let's talk about them, too. <laughs> uh-huh. Allen Robinson, <laughs> we love you. He hauled in three catches for 153 yards and three touchdowns last week. He was targeted a, a fantastic 15 times, guys. And a little franchise history news. Robinson is the first Jaguar receiver to go over 1,000 yards since Jimmy Smith in 2005. <laughs> it has been... 10 years How since anyone has gone over 1,000 yards. So congrats to you, Alan Robinson. Um, Alan Robinson is my v- uh, um, MVP of the year. He's fantastic. For value. Yeah. For where you got him. Totally. He's performing. I think he is the MVP of the year. He's I think a bunch of the Jags could be nominated yeah. for that award. Blake Bortles? Yeah. Bortles. Blake Bortles? Alan Hearns. Yeah. Not TJ yeah. Yeldon, but he's, on, he's, he's working his way up. They finally gave him some... You know, goal line carries. Well, yeah, so that's, that's the next one to talk about. I, I always get nervous when people ask us starting to say questions before the game on Twitter, and I, and I say who to play, and I'm like, and then half the time I'm actually rooting for those guys even more than my guys. I'm like, oh, I don't want to yeah, be wrong too. for that person. I didn't want to be wrong. And I told someone, TJ Yeldon, and I was like, mm, man, I really hope I was right on that. And he threw up a huge game. He rushed 15 times for 57 yards and a touchdown, but even more exciting is that he had four receptions for 79 yards on his four targets. We caught all of them. So um, he has another great matchup this week. So I say definitely play him. Go with Yeldon. Do it. I like it. And then I hope you played Blake Bortles last week. He completed 24 of his 36 pass attempts for 322 yards. The guy consistently throws in the 300s. Uh, but he had five <laughs> touchdowns and no interceptions. So the Colts are another favorable matchup. So put Bortles in your lineup. Do it. Don't be afraid to play a Jag. They, do, they treat you well. And then in the best news of the week, Alan Hearns, who's been out with concussion, was fully cleared through the NFL concussion protocol on Monday, and he fully participated in practice on Wednesday. And this is a killer matchup where the Colts giving up the third most points to wide receivers. I love it. I love it. Julius Thomas, frustration as always. Uh, He only targeted five times. Only caught two of them for 15 yards. Luckily, he caught a touchdown and saved your fantasy week. Um, it is a good matchup, and you'll probably still have to play him despite the touch-and-go performances he's had as of late. But sadly, his, his upside is higher than most tight ends, so you're going to have to play Julius Thomas and just kind of hope that he, he gets it together. Get it together. Well, I'll tell you who's not getting it together. San Diego Chargers, 3-9. and nine. Kansas City Chiefs, 7-5. and five. Chargers, sad. They were so good at the beginning of the half season such potential like, fantasy wise like it was amazing and then how that imploded um <sighs> philip rivers is listed as questionable but should play he's facing a much improved kansas city defense, much improved so i'm not starting him he um, only scored 6.9 points when he did face them last i mean when they were that, bad i'm like freaking out well they weren't bad it was two weeks ago well I guess they were, that's true. Yeah, they were good. But the Chiefs have shut down everybody yeah. in the last seven weeks other than one quarterback. Yeah. It, and that was Tyrod Taylor. And I'll tell you that I don't think that Philip Rivers moves like Tyrod Taylor. Get out of town. So, I mean, I'm not, like, pointing fingers here, but no. So yeah. that's really unfortunate. Um, and I know some may have not a better option than Antonio Gates. But you really invested your – your tight end position on him, but the Chiefs get up the absolute fewest fantasy points to tight ends. He's just not consistent. So, um, scary. And everyone else is too unreliable, and this is a bad matchup. You know, Stevie Johnson is questionable. 
Malcolm Floyd is back, but still looks hurt a little bit. Um, Melvin Gordon, I mean, he's all over the field. Danny Woodhead's not being used at all anymore. This is just like a hot mess in San Diego, and this is not a good matchup. So, no bueno. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey is listed as probable, but he practiced in full today, so that's good. If you have him, you have to play him. Caught five catches for 46 yards. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, I, you know, that, was, that happened in week 11 when they last faced them. I, okay, if you have him, you have to play him. Yeah. San Diego gives up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends, but he's only had two touchdowns from week two to week 13. Yep. This is what it is. <laughs> nope. I, I don't yeah. know, know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in week 11, that was when Charkandrick West went out due to injury. And then Spencer Ware tore it up. So that was the last time that they met. So what's going on with these guys? Hmm. No one knows. In fact, Andy Reid said that he likes it. They're sharing. Everything's fine. Now, normally, Andy Reid likes to have one running back. So this is a weird circumstance. Um Trakandrick West doubled the amount of snaps that he was on the field than Ware. Uh, he got a couple more touches, but then Ware was the one with the touchdown. I think you can start them both versus San Diego because together they combined for 30 points the last time they faced them. So I think that they're still going to get a lot of work. You start Ware because you think he's going to get the short yardage or the touchdown. Trakandrick West is definitely the guy that they're using in passing situations. And again, they need that. They need that Jamal Charles type. So I feel good actually about both of them. I know that sounds crazy, but it is what it is. You know, we can't get out there and coach. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So they're going to run the ball, which comes back to Alex Smith. So we've told you to start in the last couple weeks. In fact, he's had back-to-back 20-plus point performances. However, the last time these two teams met, he only scored 13 points because he just let Spencer Ware run all over him. I think they're going to do the same thing this week. I don't think this is a huge week for him, so meh. Um, just also want to point out. I disagree. Out. I think he's hot right I think now. he's hot right now, too. I think they're going to let him throw. I think they're going to let him do it. And Maybe. Mac, and Macklin's starting Who's to, like, Sandy finally Angle? find his pace. You know, I think they're going to want to keep that going. Well, I, I, I agree. He hasn't – so Alex Smith has not thrown an interception since week three. That is unbelievable. Now, you do take into consideration he doesn't pass as much as most people. But still. <laughs> he hasn't he – He has not thrown an interception since week three. So, yes, they could absolutely do that. And that is why he and Jeremy Macklin are contrarian plays this week. San Diego actually gives up the second fewest points to wide receivers. Now, this is misleading because people don't have to throw to beat the Chargers. True. Okay. Right. So that's what this is. It's not necessarily that it's like a great defense. So if you did throw, you'd get shut down. But uh, you just don't have to. And so once again, it's like, are they just going to run the ball with their two running backs? Or are they going to throw? Because Macklin also, listen, you know, nine catches, 160 yards and a touchdown in week 12. Nine catches, 95 yards and two touchdowns in week 13. And again, you know, this week, I'm just a little worried. I, I, I think they are going to try to keep the streak alive. I think they'll have more points than last time when he only had three catches for 29 yards when he faced them in week 11. But that is the floor. Yeah. And it is championship time. So just putting that out there. Nice. The Washington Redskins, five and seven. The Chicago Bears, five and seven. Mm. Well, it was an interesting game of the Redskins versus the Cowboys. Am I right? 
Um, so I love that the Cowboys pulled it out when no one thought they would win. I mean, I felt bad for them that people were like, oh, it's like a JV game. But, I mean, it kind of is what it is, I guess. But sad day for the Redskins on that tough loss. But, you know what, Kirk Cousins certainly couldn't be too upset with his performance as he completed 22 of his 31 pass attempts for 219 yards and one touchdown with no interceptions. The Bears are a middle-of-pack defense in defending quarterbacks, so you can probably expect similar numbers uh, this week as you saw last week. You know, So if that's what you need, then, you know, you're stupid quarterbacks, then okay. You know, why not? Oh, Deshaun Jackson. You love him and you hate him at the same time. Uh. He had a heartbreaking fumble towards the end of the last of the game, trying to do a little too much with that punt return. But you know what? It's classic Deshaun form. He quickly made up for it, and we had a 28-yard touchdown at the end of the game too. So you know as a team what you're getting with Deshaun Jackson. But fantasy-wise, you can count on him. You know what? You can generally always count on Deshaun Jackson. Yes, you're going to see some of these fumbles. Yes, you're going to see some crazy plays. But it doesn't generally affect your numbers all that much, so you don't care. Play him. It is what it is. Play him. Um, I always like to see Pierre Garçon do well. I don't know why. I just like the guy. Uh, he had a decent game with five receptions for 54 yards and was targeted seven times. Don't play him as he is not a great matchup. Uh, and you've got better wide receiver three options elsewhere or flex options. So don't do not do it. But, you know, I, I always like to point him out. And then is it even worth bringing up the running backs? Well, no. yeah, it's not. You don't play any of them, guys. Still don't play them. Just, I'm not going to talk about it. And then Jordan Reed was targeted a game high eight times. They're, they're targeting this guy. They want him to get the ball. He's only able to get three receptions for 33 yards, which is not great, my friends. Not great. Um, and I don't love it this week. I don't love him at all. So you probably will have right. to play him, but you might want to look elsewhere as it's not a great matchup to get the fifth fewest points of tight ends. So There you go. In really there. sad news, Jay Cutler's brother-in-law, Michael Cavallari, has aban- he's been missing for 12 days. So sad. He abandoned his car in southern Utah running with the air pat with the airbag deployed. Now he was arrested in California for making threats two days before his disappearance. So it may be that he just doesn't want to be found. And Jay Cutler had a baby a couple weeks ago, and he sucked last week. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to be insensitive, but I, I do think that all of these things are connected. I think there's yeah, a lot going on in this guy's life, and I'm just trying to put a human element to it. And and I don't know how you focus on football when family members are missing, family members being born. There's just there's so much going on with this guy. Um, now, in the good news, uh, Washington's defense on the road is very weak compared to their defense on at home, night and day. So this is a decent matchup, but I did want to bring this up. Also, Martellus Bent was set to IR due to his fractured ribs. And bad most attitude. people don't think that he's going to be back <laughs> on the team. Yeah, exactly. So that happened. Unfortunately, Can you, do that? Can you send a player to IR for bad attitude? <laughs> well, I think, I think that's what John Fox did. Um, on, listed under fractured ribs. No, <laughs> I Unfortunately, the backup tight end, Zach Miller, is also dealing with a rib injury, which is why he had a down week last week. So... Um, they kind of alluded to it before the game that there was the injury was more serious than they thought. Also, Washington gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to tight ends, so that's the one matchup I'm not big on. Eddie Royal, Marcus Wilson are questionable. Neither are great options for the playoffs, but Washington does give up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing 
wide receivers and they're worse on the road, which means start Alshon Jeffrey. I know he burned you. He's still got 12 targets last week. We can work with that. And Matt Forte is back. He is the man. So, yes, the future is Langford. And even uh, Kadeem Casey, this guy came out of nowhere. Carrie. Uh, uh, sorry, thank you. What did I say? Casey. Car- oh, yeah, I'm totally wrong. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, th- these guys are the future. But Matt Forte was balling. You can start him. You can feel good about it. Washington gives up the 14th fewest points to running backs. Once again, on the road, don't listen. And Robbie Gold missed two kicks last week. Kickers matter. So um, that was weird. It was weird. He's so consistent usually. He's the most consistent kicker in Bears history. So it's shocking. Shocking. All right. Atlanta Falcons, 6-6. and The Carolina Panthers, 12-0. and At the beginning of the season, I would have been really excited for this matchup. I'm not so excited about it right now. <laughs> poor Seems Arizona mean. or poor Atlanta and Matt Ryan imploding. And I feel so bad for him. It's really sad how he has absolutely no confidence. And it makes me cry inside my heart. Especially yeah, it is. Because I'm a Julio Jones owner and he is killing me right now. <laughs> He's killing me. In the last three weeks, Matt Ryan has either equaled his interceptions to touchdowns or has more interceptions to touchdowns. In week 11, he had three touchdowns and three interceptions. In week 12, he had one touchdown and two interceptions. And in week 13, he had one touchdown and one interception. It's the saddest thing I've ever been part of. If he could not throw to Julio Jones this week, that'd be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, there's a possibility. I played Courtney this week in our family league, and she's got Julio... Right? You got Julio? No. Oh, different league. Then, okay, he can go off then. No, I have Julio in another league, though, and it's very upsetting for me. Um, but he did see 17 targets, that Julio Jones. Um, just unfortunately, you know, what did they consider a target? I was going to say, I think that, you know, <laughs> you know, like some of these stats aren't true, like 17 targets, but really only five were catchable. It's like the ball should be intentional grounding, but it's within the 10 yards of a player, you know? It's target. Like, it's not his target. It's not his targets. <laughs> um, so, but they, it's there. Don't, don't worry about it. I know this is the Carolina Panthers, you guys, and this is like the worst matchup for the Devontae Freemans and Julio Jones owners out there in the world. I'm having a heart attack myself because I own both of them in one league. Um, so this is not great. Carolina gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, how do you bench Julio Jones? But I understand if you want to go ahead and go for a flyer, you know. <gasps> this really? Week. I, I, I mean, you can't do it. He will. He has a he has a high floor. Okay, he has a high floor. You can't bench him, but he's not going to get you Antonio Brown's week thirteen numbers. Yeah, you know, like at all. I just don't so know what better option he, you have when he's being targeted as much as he is. That's right. It's seventeen times. It's crazy. Just you can't. How can you not do that? It's just how are they get? They're not getting down the field. They're just having a really tough time, and it's Carolina. You yeah, know, but I mean, Tampa Bay's defense is good, but that was Carolina, so it's... I think people need to get some natty ice, have it nearby, smash a few before the game, and pray yeah, that Matty Ice watch. pulls it together and throws the ball to Julio Jones. Come on, Matty. With real targets. You. We really need you. 
Um, Devontae Freeman was still able to pull out double digits barely, but he was. He only had 14 carries. Um, I think they're just trying to, you know, get him back in. Um, so I think he, you know, he should have an okay game. Carolina gives up the 12th fewest fantasy points to running backs. So it's kind of his, one of the best matchups for them. So, yeah, other than that, you guys, it's just not looking good. You know, it's just everybody, Jacob Tammy's questionable. Um, so that's it. Please get it together, Matt Ryan, please. The analysis for the Carolina Panthers is pretty simple here. You start everybody. Cam Newton. Hello. 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 He is the first quarterback in NFL history to rush for at least 3,000 yards in his first five seasons. And he passed the concussion test. There is no drama here, you guys. He did not have a concussion. Right. It's rather strict. Um, Jonathan Stewart has 20 or more carries in the last eight games. He's consistent. Atlanta gives up the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Play him. Greg Olson forever. I don't even know what to say about him anymore. And uh, I'm not playing, though, the motley crew of the Carolina Panthers wide receivers. You never, you never know which one's going to be the one to start. And Atlanta actually gives the second fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receiver. I think they're just going to do – you know, a Greg Olson, Jonathan Stewart, Cam Newton party. And that's it. I, I agree. I agree. Come on, Greg Olson. All right, New Orleans Saints, 4-8. and eight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6-6. Six and six. This should be an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> Drew Brees, put up a good game as usual. Feel free to play him this week as well. He's Drew Brees at this point. You're playing him. But let's talk about the devastating news. Mark Ingram was placed on uh. IR... On Wednesday with a shoulder injury, he is out for the rest of the season, and I am crying inside. I no. am crying. Turns out Ingram's been dealing with his shoulder issues for the past couple of weeks, but he was still being productive. So he was playing, but you know he was having a really good year with over you know twelve hundred all-purpose yards. But as we are hearing, he should be ready to go for OTAs. So you know what? He beats out <laughs> the Joe Flacco next year injury update. Jordy Nelson. <laughs> He's good for OTAs, guys. I'm still crying inside, but, you know, it's like something positive. Uh, in his stead, C.J. Spiller and Tim Hightower could move the guys in line. Spiller will be leading the way on that. Um, looking at Spiller's stats this year, it's not going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside as he is averaging just 13.5 snaps a game and 5.5 touches a game. Um, and he only has 108 total rushing yards with 216 receiving yards and only two touchdowns. Now, Spiller has just had four touches in the last two games, but that was because they were rolling with Ingram. He was their guy, and obviously that's not an option anymore. So I would not risk him with anything more than a flex spot unless you were feeling lucky. But Spiller has for sure done a lot of people in in fantasy leagues, so I would certainly not risk my playoffs on Spiller. But you may be in a pinch, and I'm sorry for you if you are. Uh, just a heads up, Willie Sneed was limited in practice on Wednesday, and Marquise Colson also did not practice Wednesday, but that was for a non-injury-related reason. So um, just keep that in mind in terms of possible injury. Buccaneers. Brandon, did we lose you? We might have oh, lost Brandon. Lost All right, what's our rule? Start everyone going up against the New Orleans Saints. This is double true when the Saints are on the road. Mm-hmm. Vincent Jackson was listed as limited at practice with that knee injury, but he should be fine, so we're going to play him anyways. 
Austin Safarian Jenkins was on a snap count, as in he only played 30% <laughs> of the snaps. Fool's gold. Fool's gold <laughs> with yet him. yet he got six targets, second most of the team. I think he's an interesting streamer this week. Again, play everyone against the Saints. Hello? Unless you're Houston, you should be good. Um, and there's no other analysis needed. Start everyone. I'd even consider Charles Sims this week. He had a nice game last week, rushing for 56 yards and getting 21 touch to 21 yards in the air. So, boom. Afternoon games. Let's do this. We got the Dallas Cowboys 4-8 and eight at the Green Bay Packers 8-4. and four. Tony Romo didn't practice. He's out. Brandon, we got you back. Yeah, I think so. You can Not- see me. Yay, we can kind of hear you. Oh, weird. I can hear everything. Good. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, we're, we just we just did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We just moved on to the Dallas Cowboys. I heard you. You there did you a go. great job. Thank you. You're very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Dallas Cowboys, Tony <laughs> Romo didn't practice. You know, um, this is out of control. I don't know why they don't have him on IR. It's just irrational at this point. Uh, you can't start anyone from this team except for maybe Des Bryant. He's listed as probable with a foot and knee issue. Also a bruised ego, I heard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last that week, one takes seven, a few weeks, so. That one, yeah, it does. It, it takes a little time to mend. Uh, last week, seven targets caught three of them for 62 yards. 11th fewest wide receivers is what is going down with the Green Bay Packers. So I think you have to play him. I mean, I, you know, you can't not play Des Bryant if you have him on your team and you've waited through all these injuries and everything else. I just, ugh, it, it ugh. It's hard. It's really hard, especially now when you play daily. You're like, hmm. Think of all those streamers, you know? You're yeah. Like, uh, McFadden fumbled twice last week. They don't exactly have other options, so I'm not worried. I, I mean, they're going to have to stick with him, uh, but the team was ticked off. You could tell. They were just like, what the what? But it was like the first time he had fumbled in how long, though? I know, but twice, you know, and he's just, he's gone downhill. Single-digit fantasy outings in three out of his last four games. Well, that's what Matt happens Hassel, when you drive him to the ground with 30 Green carries Bay gives a game. 11th fewest points again to running backs. Green Bay gives up the 10th most, though, to tight ends. And Jason Witten did get nine targets, only five catches for 45 yards. And he hasn't scored since week one. But, you know, it is what it is. As far as Green Bay is concerned, Dallas's defense isn't giving up, though. They are actually playing well. Eighth fewest to quarterbacks, fifth fewest to running backs. Eight fewest to tight ends, but the ninth most to running backs. So this is a total nightmare for Green Bay Packer owners. Um, Eddie Lacy kills me. I'm dead now. I'm dead. It's all Eddie Lacy's fault. Uh, And so anyway, um, you can't trust him. He missed curfew. You can't trust James Starks or the newcomer John Crockett. So, you know, this is a good matchup gone to waste. Just sounds bad. Um, okay, so I sound like a robot. At the moment, yes, but I'm into it. <laughs> okay. It's good. Because if you're yeah, gonna do it on going. one matchup, this is the matchup. So let's yeah. keep rolling, robot. Oh, okay, great. All right. Well, I will say that uh, everything sounds fine on my end. So I, I don't know what's wrong. I apologize. Can't trust any of these running backs. Randall Cobb has scored two touchdowns since week three. That is it, and he's not in a great matchup. You might need to play him anyway, but 
Devontae Adams has only one touchdown on the season. That was last week, but you know he doesn't like to catch footballs, so that's an issue. And after starting off hot, James Jones cannot be trusted. Only one double-digit fantasy performance since week five. Richard Rodgers is the only guy you can trust. He's in the worst matchup, though, but he caught all eight of his targets last week for 146 yards and a touchdown, and you know that touchdown mattered because it won them the game. It's a tough, tough matchup, but he and and sorry, he has scored four or fewer points five times this season. So it's high risk, high reward. All right, Oakland Raiders five and seven. The Denver Broncos ten and two. Carr had a rough outing last week against the Chiefs. Um, his three interceptions against the Kansas City Chiefs make up one third of his total entire season. Interceptions of Brian took grand total of five picks in the last four games. Uh, it isn't going to be an easy matchup against the Broncos who give up the fewest points to quarterbacks. So I, I feel weird saying it, but I think you have to look elsewhere. Um, it's just, ugh. as our usual rule is you don't play anyone against the Broncos, and this may hold true as well. Cooper put up 69 yards and has not had a touchdown since week nine. I don't like him this week at all. I don't like any of the receivers this week. Um, the Broncos get the fewest points to wide receivers, so it's not a great matchup. As for Latavius, not like you, Sam. I, I, do, I do not. That is true. Um, Latavius Murray, he <laughs> had a good week against the Chiefs, but I don't think that he will be as successful this week against the Broncos with Wareback. Um, the Broncos are a middle of the pack defense against the Rush, but Murray has been really inconsistent all year, and I do not see him performing better than the pack. So, <sighs> in good news, though. Long-term news, Michael Crabtree and the Raiders agreed to a contract extension on Wednesday. Uh, The terms of the deal were not disclosed, but you know what? The Raiders have now surrounded their franchise quarterback, Derek Carr, with some great receivers, some great options in Crabtree, Amari Cooper. Um, You know, they're finally able to kind of right this ship. I think they're a really good path from it this year. Seth Roberts. Seth Roberts is another one that's an upcomer. So, you know, they've got good pieces there. I like it. Crabtree leads the Raiders in receptions and touchdowns and targets this season. So Cooper has more yards, but Crabtree leads in basically every other category. So this was a great signing by them. I think it was a fantastic long-term deal. Love the Raiders, just not this week, right? Yep, not this week. All right, Broncos. Well, you are clearly starting the Denver defense because that's a thing. They only had 23 fantasy points last week, so... <laughs> uh, they lead in fantasy points for defenses by 28 points. It's amazing. That one's close. And they might not be able to hold Oklahoma to three points like they did San Diego last week, but they will get their fantasy points. They have to. And this is a great matchup for Brock Osweiler, who continues to start while Peyton Manning is getting better. That's the rumor. <laughs> Oakland gives up the sixth <laughs> most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and I think Denver will stay its course and probably run the ball first um, and just manage the game while relying on the defense to keep them in the game. So um, looks good on paper, but I will say that both C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman did not practice on Wednesday. Hillman saw 19 touches compared and to Anderson 7, but both only had five fantasy points. If they do not practice and they continue to not practice and they're like at a game-time decision – probably means they're going to rely on Osweiler to throw the ball more. So this great matchup might actually happen. So, you know. I don't hate Jamon Thompson if I you're looking for a I say it's a game-time decision. 
Who? Juwan Thompson. For running back, mm-hmm. right? I I think I think Hillman will definitely play, and I think he's the number one guy. So I think that's a better scenario. Um, because I think Hillman, it's just his foot. It's a weird foot injury, but the coaches seem to be no big deal. But Anderson's is his ankle. Ankles are dicey. have their moments. They're dicey. Either way, you know, if Brock is forced to throw, you might want to play him this week in a, I mean, in a two quarterback league and a really really deep league. That kind of scenario. Warning. Don't start Warning. him over anyone that's worth anything. But you know what I'm saying. If it's him and Casey Keenum. I love you calling Casey Keenum. Casey Keenum. That's my favorite. Then you can, you can start <laughs> Ultimate disrespect. Oscar. Courtney loves it. Courtney loves Detroit players, and that's one of my favorite things about Courtney. She's like, you, I, you're, you'll be called what I call you. That's right. That's right. I don't need to learn your name until you're important to me, and you're not. Wow. So there you go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Twitter followers. I love you all. I will never, I will probably not say your name correctly on, on this show either, because I just can't say anything correctly right now. Sorry. I suck. I suck. <laughs> no. I just apologize, actually, to somebody on email for not being more active on Twitter. So I, you know. I'm working on it, people. I'm working on it. Anyways, back to fantasy football. As for the wide receivers, you are most likely starting both of them. That is Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders. It was nice seeing Demarius get back uh, and have a decent game last week. Although I think Sanders is going to have a better week this week. Um, But to be honest, I'm just not feeling this total matchup on the offensive side for Denver. Um, So this might be a weird fantasy week for Denver owners in any part of the field, so I apologize. But as for the Sunday night game, New England Patriots 10-2, and the Houston Texans 6-6. Six and six. This is a fantasy orgy, right? Right? I don't know. No, don't it's know. not. No. <laughs> Tom Brady is still a must-start. You know, he scored 31.78 fan- fantasy points last week, and that's in that surprise loss to the Shocking. Eagles. He still so did really well, so... Uh, there's so many things to say about that. Danny Amendola is the target king. 11 or more targets for three straight games. Houston gives up the 10th fewest points to wide receivers, but I'd still start him based on volume. Uh, is listed as questionable due to his knee injury. Should be okay, but check the injury report as always. Scott Chandler is not Rob Gronkowski. Hashtag analysis. Uh, but he's questionable with a knee injury, but he'll play. And even in a bad matchup, and even not being Rob Gronkowski, he still caught four of his seven targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. Good enough. Tight end, absolutely. All in. LaFell caught four of his nine targets per huge. Yep. For 27 yards. There we are. Yeah, yeah, 50%. Keyshawn Martin caught three of his eight targets for 45 yards. Not what we wanted from him. And the running back situation is maddening. Uh, they give the 15th most um, fantasy points to running backs, but who knows? I literally can't anymore. I can't. We're going to say it's James White, and then it'll be Brandon Bolden. Or a random Because last week we said it was squad. going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Last week we said it's going to be Lear Blunt, but then it'll be James White. It ended up being our second place guy. So it just, you know, it's every week. Every week is different. They Belichick's you. Yeah. Well, and the Houston Texans are going to Belichick you, too, because both Chris Polk and Jonathan Grimes outscored Alfred Blue last week at Buffalo. 
Blue was limited due to a back injury, and he's listed as probable now. I don't trust any of them. No. And New England gives up the 13 fewest fantasy points to running backs. I just don't trust any of it. I, I can't. Hopkins did score last week. Great talent on a mediocre team. It is what it is. Cecil Shorts is very involved with the game plans in bizarre ways, wildcatting, doing whatever. Nate Washington isn't a thing anymore at all, so you can't start him. But Cecil Shorts, you can start on a flyer. He's, yeah. he's getting like 9 yeah. to 15 fantasy points. Um, he's crazy. They just they put him everywhere. It's very weird. Ryan Griffin has five or more targets in three of his last four games back. He is the tight end for the Houston Texans. He has touchdowns in the last two games. New England gives up the third fewest points to tight ends, but in better matchups, I'm serious. Go look at Ryan Griffin right now. I've brought him up a few weeks now. Just go get him as your backup tight end because injuries are happening everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah, especially at that position. Absolutely. Monday night game. New York Giants, 5-7 and seven at the Miami Dolphins, 5-7. and seven. You know, if this is anything like the last few Monday night games, <laughs> this should be a great game. <laughs> I will say, I was not excited about last week's Monday night game, but it turned out awesome. And I am excited for this exciting show, fantasy orgy or lack of, depending on, you know, Monday night. Just happens. Man, that Miami Dolphins, I, I know I'm the, the second team covering, but gosh, they imploded last week. Ryan Tannehill, I'm sorry. I don't want to say I told you so. It's not you. It's Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the problem. And I even watched the Fantasy Now show in the morning, and Matthew Barry was like, I have Ryan Tannehill in my top ten. Blah, blah. He's going to be fabulous. I was like, that's what I said. And then he sucked it up. And I was like, well, at least we're both wrong. Um, <laughs> we can go, go down together. Um, anyways, for the Giants, well, you are for sure starting Odell Beckham Jr. He has had 20 fantasy points for the last two weeks in standard leagues, almost 30 targets, just under 300 yards and two touchdowns. So... Not too shabby. Ruben Randall has expressed that he's frustrated with his role in the offense. <laughs> and when wide receivers make comments about them being in the offense, sometimes they come into the offense. True. This is a crazy, wild... Although Ruben Randall doesn't quite have the clout of the Des Bryants of the world to yeah. complain about... No, yeah, no, 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 no. He doesn't. He doesn't, but I'm just saying... He might be a decent person. They might actually feel bad. I don't know. I mean, it is, it is, you know, a business, so probably not. But it just happens when people speak up. Sometimes they get the ball more. Um, but really low floor, really low floor. So I'm not suggesting it. I'm just saying it's a possibility it might happen. Um, and it's playoffs time, so you should know that Eli is not an option. Um, only one quarterback has had over 16 fantasy points against Miami in the last six weeks. Tight end Will Ty had another 70-yard day. Could be a better option for those of you who are continuing to start tight ends that are scoring you four fantasy points. You know who you are. Looking at you, Witten owners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jordan um, Cameron owners. Jordan Cameron, point four. Jerks. Um, Rashard Jennings <laughs> and Shane Vereen put together had 27 yards rushing last week. Winning. Yep. Winning. Love them. So, although this seems like a nice matchup, and it is, Miami gives up the second most fantasy points to running backs, you have to know what you may get yourself into when you start them. Jennings has 
has only had two games over 10 fantasy points. That was week one and four. Barinas had three games over 10 fantasy points, but that is all receiving no rushing. So, um, you know, you just just need to know. Vereen is a good play in PPR this week, and I completely understand if you need to start either one of them against Miami. Um, it gives up tons of points to rushers, but the floor is low, people. The floor is low. Giants defense had another double-digit week and is the eighth in the league for fantasy points. Hello. Look at that. Hello. If Baltimore can hold Tannehill to 86 yards, then the Giants can have a decent game too. So let's do it. Josh Brown, the kicker, is a must-start. MVP, Dolphins. As for Miami, you are not starting Tannehill (laughs) because he can't even get 10 fantasy points against the worst defense in the league against quarterbacks, so that's a thing. Um, I was completely (laughs) off about him again. Sorry. I apologize. Lamar Miller had 20 touches after Miami switched OCs last week. See, you switch those offensive coordinators and just things start to happen for certain people. Um, They said they were going to do – be dedicated to the run, and they were. I mean, it didn't seem to help them much in, in the win, but, you know, it's good for Miller. Um, unfortunately, after having a game that should have, ins- you know, installed his confidence, you know, back since Jay Ajayi came in, it kind of, like, roughed him up and made him feel weird. He fumbled at the end of the game. Yeah. So his confidence is probably still not there. It's really sad. Um, but I do think they will focus on the run again this week, and the Giants give up the 10th most fantasy points to running backs. Um, so yeah, but I, I would expect them to give up the run when they get down. Cause I have a feeling that's going to happen. <laughs> and now let's talk about those receivers. Jarvis Landry did us dirty last week. Dirty. Did us dirty. With only two receptions for 0.5 yards. Why? Oh, uh, he did have 22.9 fantasy points the week before. So there's hope. This is a good matchup. Hopefully by focusing on the run first doesn't impact Landry again this week because I really need him. Me personally, I really need him. And he should have a bounce back week, but we'll see. Devontae Parker, on the other hand, he's the perfect flex guy. He's found the end zone in both games in the last two weeks. Probably will find it again or at least get those yards that we need for him. So I see another 8 to 10 point game from Devontae Parker and I think that might be a, a perfect wide receiver 3 flex kind of guy for you to make sure you can get into your championships. Woo! Woo! All right, Brandon, how many leagues are you in? Uh 16. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so crazy. So ridiculous. That well, three of them are like Sorry, I should have made you say that out live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we pick um, our NFL teams at the beginning of the season to cover them, and I did, I did um, our winning records for their for our teams. Ooh, yeah, and it's actually very close. Um, I beat you, Brandon. I have the best teams, winning teams, by point zero eight. And Ashley, you're the worst. But we all knew that going into the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That but was not even questionable. If Brandon did worst. not have Carolina, yeah, she would be really the worst. Hers are really bad, too. Not Hers as bad really as bad. mine. They're really <laughs> close. They're surprisingly close. If but but really Carolina's close. undefeated, so that really... I think helps. the Saints threw people for a loop this year. They really, they, <laughs> they really dragged my teams down. I don't know. I've got Washington and the Colts that I got, you know. Got a lot of goodies. 
Washington's going to the playoffs. Come on, Washington. Let's do this. And I hope everybody else is in the playoffs this week in fantasy land. I hope you continue on in fantasy land next week in the playoffs. And as Brandon has said previously, make sure you continue to play in your brackets. Even if you're not in the winning bracket, you don't want to be last in your league. So continue to listen to the show. Set your lineups. Don't be last. You know, you can do it. And for those that are in the final four, six, good luck. It's real, people. It's week 14. Let's do it. Again, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Be sure to listen to us on SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio, Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. And you can hear us on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. Until next time, no more faking it.